0: Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. So I'm going to let you in on some things I've been working through. Wow, talk about diving straight in. I'm just like, hey, hello, and let's have the real conversation right now. (laughs) So... Over the next few weeks, and even over the last couple of weeks, looking back, you'll notice if you've listened to those episodes or if you go back to listen to them now, I'm talking episodes all the way back to really honestly like episode 151 or 152, they've been interviews, right? And when I first started this podcast, and actually when I started my first podcast before this one in 2015... That was one of the things that I really wanted to do. One of the reasons I really wanted to start a podcast was to be able to have conversations with people, record them, and then share them with the world. And I know that's probably not your cup of tea necessarily. You're like, why would you want to do that? Honestly, I don't know why I wanted to do that. I don't know. I just felt intrinsically called to do that. And so leading up to Women Chiropractors Day, I wanted to do some episodes to highlight other women in chiropractic. And as I started doing the interviews for those episodes, really one thing led to another and it kind of turned into a gigantic snowball. I realized I want to have conversations with not just women in chiropractic. I want to kind of go back to the root of why I started podcasting in the first place and talk to our outline professionals, if you will, like massage therapists and acupuncturists and naturopaths and midwives and doulas and personal trainers even, and, and more. And I was kind of in denial for a bit about this. Like, no, I can't do that because the women that listen to this show are chiropractors and they just want to hear from chiropractors. And as I say it out loud, I'm like, you know, you probably want to hear more from the other chiropractors than you want to hear from me because sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, they have to be sick of hearing from me all the time. That was another part of the precipice, I guess, for leading into, is that even the right word? Leading into starting the interviews for leading up to Women Chiropractors Day. So I had to work through this for a bit because like I said, I was in denial at first that this is what I actually wanted and i just kept thinking like no no just like stay on the path keep doing the solo interviews or the solo episodes and slash in some interviews with other women in chiropractic here and there well then i started taking steps to launch a new program so i realized that what i wanted with this new program and you know when i say what I wanted. That's often like where that comes from. is not just a place of like, well, this is what I want. And I'm so entitled to have it. It is from a place of really doing the inner work and getting the cobwebs cleared out, listening to my inner voice, which I don't know that this resonates with everyone, but my perspective on God is that God lives in your hearts. And if I'm connecting with my inner voice, to me, that is the same as connecting with God. And so when I say that I got clear on what I wanted, to me, it also means I got clear on where God was leading me. And where God was leading me was to offer this program, create this new program in a way that will allow it to be available for other types of hands-on practitioners. So you may have noticed this, that as we shared about the new program aligned Practice, I wasn't saying aligned practice, take your chiropractic practice online. I was saying hands-on to online, hands-on practitioner to online. And by the way, if you're hearing this and thinking that I'm talking about adjusting people through a computer screen or virtual massage, that's not it at all. Really all aligned practice is what it comes down to is creating a business model that allows you to have two or more offerings in your business one of them being the hands-on service that you provide that you love doing but that takes a lot of time and energy from you and another offering that replicates your knowledge and your heart that allows you to serve more than one person at a time so you can really scale it and gain more time freedom as well as financial freedom okay i'm way off track so Where I was going with this is that I want to share with you that we're now in the process of a bit of a rebrand. So Aligned Women, the membership program will stay the same. Nothing really changes there except that it will be harder. It's already become harder. It will be harder to get into that program. That sounds so (laughs) like sorority level. It's just It's not the place that someone should start in their journey with what I teach. So Aligned Women really won't be changing the membership program, is what I mean. The Aligned Women membership program won't be changing. But there are other ways that you can work with me through courses and other programs. So as we move forward with our conversation here, you and I, then know that, yes, you're going to hear from me yes, you're going to hear it from chiropractors. And yes, you're going to hear it from other people who are not chiropractors, who I feel like will bring some value to the show, to you specifically. And the interesting thing is that in Aligned Women and in Aligned Marketing Essentials, we talk a lot, a lot, a lot about building relationships you could also call this networking, but building relationships with people in your, in your community so that they know you and you know them. I have always believed in my heart, this is an opinion, you can have a different one, that as a provider, I have a responsibility, a duty my patient that if I don't know the answer to their question, or if I don't have the solution for their problem, that I know who does and I know who to send that person to or who to connect them to, to help them get the results that they need or want. So for example, this is a really simple example, if a patient really needs to see a therapist and Maybe they've experienced some trauma in their childhood. Maybe they've had a traumatic experience in their adult life, whatever, right? It doesn't really matter what the thing is. But if I see a need that this person has for that kind of support, then it's my duty to know here are two or three or more great people. I trust these people. And then let the patient know (laughs) that this is my recommendation for them right? And help them facilitate that introduction as well, where appropriate. So I think the same applies here to this podcast. I don't have all the answers for you. Can I just tell you, I've been, there's been so many questions (laughs) about the PPP funds and the forgiveness terms and the EIDL loan. And I don't know the answers to these questions, because I've never been through this experience before and nobody has. And so of course I'm doing my best to learn and to have enough knowledge to be able to make some suggestions, but I'm not a CPA and I have to know like my scope as a educator, as a coach, if you will, so that when someone is asking a question about, one of these things that I can say here's what I know, but really, who you need is this person. Like, I'm just going to give a shout out. This is <laughs> a paid advertisement, but Cairo Pro Accounting are my accountants, and they put together the for Chiro's Cares at something something Facebook group. You might know what I'm talking about. There's over two thousand people in it now. They put it together to help chiropractors, but really, they've done an amazing job of just staying on top of all the information that has come out regardless of how many times it's changed about the PPP in particular and the forgiveness terms. And they're doing it because they're awesome people who are heart-centered and they care about the chiropractic profession. So I think you can see my point, right? I'm getting a little long-winded with this, but I mean, I tend to do that. You probably know that by now. (laughs) But I wanted to just put all this out there with you. I'm gonna talk a little bit more, probably over the next few weeks as well, around this transition and just share more with you as it's unfolding. We're doing a lot of things behind the scenes that if you've done them yourself, then you know it can take a lot of time. So we're getting new logos. We're getting logos for each of the courses and programs. The website is being completely made over and we have now a podcast producer, someone that's fully in charge of taking care of all the things podcast. I really am excited about that. And a couple of other things as well that I'll share with you soon. So there's a lot going on. It's a very exciting time (laughs) in a lot of ways, even amongst all of the uncertainty that we are experiencing or have been experiencing. Okay, so I'm cutting myself off. I'm not gonna talk anymore about all those things. I'm just gonna introduce you to today's episode, okay? Today, I wanna let you know, first and foremost, that we're gonna talk a bit, just a little bit, about a very sensitive topic in this episode, so please be aware of that before you listen to the rest of the show. My guest today is Lisa Wendler. Lisa and I met at Big Money Marketer in 2019. So it was actually a year ago at the time that you're hearing this episode, Lisa and I recorded this interview actually just a couple months after the event last year and I didn't put it on the podcast because I was already last year at this time thinking about this transition that I wanted to make. I forgot about that. Actually, I was struggling with figuring out this transition that I was feeling called to make. And I thought it meant that I needed to have two podcasts, which is crazy. (laughs) So here we are now with just one podcast, which makes a lot more sense. So when I interviewed Lisa, it was originally with the intention to have her on this new podcast that we were going to launch last year. And I just kept pushing the date for the launch off, off, off until finally I was like, actually, this is no longer the right thing. So we just need to close down this idea for right now. Okay. So if you heard me talk about the experience of going to Big Money Marketer last year, going through the boot camp before the live event, it might be interesting for you to hear some of the banter that we share back and forth about our experience in the program and at the event. And I'll just give you a hint because when you hear the words big money marketer, it feels probably really uncomfortable, right? It took me a while to even be able to say that name out loud without feeling all skeezy. But this program wasn't really about mastering funnels, SEO, or logo design. And we'll share with you in the episode what it was really about. In Lisa's interview, she shares in a very real, raw, and relevant way about the challenge of balancing motherhood with her massage therapy and equestrian careers. And I know that that is something that you can relate to. After some pivotal experiences, some honestly traumatizing experiences in Lisa's life, she started an online business. Additionally, you'll hear Lisa mention, and I probably should have put this before, talking about Lisa's online business, you'll hear Lisa mention Garrett J. White in this episode. She refers to him quickly as Garrett. And in case you're curious who Garrett is, Garrett is the founder of Wake Up Warrior, which is the number one training company for married businessmen with children. It's really, it's a movement. Some people confuse it for a cult. (laughs) It's like, it's a movement. It's something that I've been following since 2014 or 15 and has actually made a significant impact on my life, which I share more about in the episode. All right. Lastly, you will hear the realization that I had in 2019 about women's fear of putting themselves out there, especially when it comes to growing a practice that led me to later create the Align Marketing Courses. It was really interesting for me to listen back to this because my understanding then of why women feel afraid to put themselves out there was just starting to sprout. And my methodology for helping them conquer that fear has grown as well as my understanding for why that fear exists in the first place. It's grown tremendously over the last 12 months. Okay. So that's a little bit about what you'll hear in this episode. Remember, We talk about a sensitive topic in the episode. So if you're not up for that, then come back and join me for next week's episode. But otherwise, then here's my friend, Lisa Windler. I have my friend Lisa here. We met at the Big Money Marketer. Everybody in my tribe knows I went to this crazy event and Mm -hmm. had like a serious deep dive into marketing for, what was it? 46 days by the time we were done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of hours, a lot of hours, a lot of tears, a lot of happy, a lot of sad. It was <laughs> yeah. everything.
0: A lot of intensity, and as as an empath, which I saw you talk about in your video series recently, there were some moments where I was like, "This is really intense. Like, I need to make sure I protect myself and like move my body and leave the room often and just like breathe it out." So, yeah, it's hard to explain to other people what what the event was like because you know they hear big money marketer. And they're thinking like, you're learning about funnels and ads and SEO and all of that stuff. And eh, we touched on those things like a little nitty bit, but it was a lot more about who you are
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what your message is and what you're here to do than yeah. anything else.
1: I loved and it. that communication, like your inner fire and where is that? And what does that mean? And how how do you really take that and embrace that and share it. And sharing it is the scary part, I think, for a lot of humans in general. But especially when you're asking me to step out of my comfort zone yeah. of this invincible wall that I've prepared for myself. And now you want me to serve too and ah uh, uh.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so, so let's,
0: let's learn more about who you are and we'll talk a bit more about sharing your message and maybe what, well, I'll let you kind of put the words to it, but like talking about being an introvert and an empath, lots of people in my community identify that way. And they use it as like this shield they carry around. Like I'm an introvert,
1: I'm an introvert. And I'm like, yes. okay. And so <laughs> let me give some background. Um, I come from massage therapy world. I am licensed, duly licensed for equine and for humans. So I spent from 2001 to 2016 basically behind the scenes in the racing industry. And what that entailed was going into a high intense environment, spending, you know, 60 hour work weeks with horses, but there was this glitch and this glitch was, I also am a mom. And so being a mom and I have six kids, I just was like, wait a second, I'm really giving up all of this family and birthdays and everything in order to serve an industry that. I'm driven by my passion, but it's really interfering with my life. And I had to make this decision, but what's really ironic about today, and that why, like when I saw your calendar at first, Danielle, I was like, oh my gosh, today is gonna be like my huge impact. So this is my third year anniversary of why my purpose is right now, my girlfriend that committed suicide. So she was my soul sister, and on to this day, she jumped from a bridge. For me, it is like the business partner. We had our goals. We had our dreams. She was the fire. I was the cool water. And that's how we worked. And the day that she decided to leave us, our business, our everything was like this catapulting idea that I was like, well, wait a second. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And being in that spot if I didn't sign up for this. I noticed for myself through my process of unwinding and really having to get solid, I just took it off. I just walked out of the track. And I just was like, you know what? I did the same thing on September 11th. I walked out of nursing and I went into horses. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna keep on showing up in my world if I don't address it. So I stepped back and I had to look at what was I there and why was I there? What was my purpose? What did she tell me behind the scenes? And it was all of this, hey, Lise, you have to go share everything you share with me, with everyone else. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can be the front. You can be the pictures. I'll be behind the scenes. And when I look at the big picture of all that time I spent, it was purely just that shield, like you mentioned, of let me just be the behind and that's okay but the problem is it's not okay yeah what I started doing was tapping into who am I looking to serve like what is that human that I'm looking to serve And it like the type a personality and it's the equestrian human and it's the woman that wants to push and wants to be there but she also wants her family period because to me I can't serve someone that says oh well I give up and I'm like what what do you mean you give up we can't just give up and it goes back to, I started cultivating and I, I started my page on purely me sharing my story of pain. And what happened is it skyrocketed. I went from zero to over a hundred thousand women in 10 months, and I was not prepared for that. That's a lot. <laughs> I, of people. It was. And what it was, was, oh my gosh, I'm just sharing my story. I'm sharing my pain. I'm sharing where do I come from? I'm sharing all of our behind the scenes stories that Monique and I shared together out loud. And it was the first time I had really ever shared that with anyone, including my husband. Coming from the racing industry, I didn't share the pictures of the Kentucky Derby behind the scenes. I didn't share the pictures of Santa Anita and Mar because that could really interfere with like client confidentiality. I mean, not that I'm governed in a HIPAA standard when it comes to equine. However, I am governed by the racing industry to not give out Who would I be working? on? And so for me to start sharing the stories, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, women were tend to be the support. We don't tend to be out on the front end and to be on the front end, you're ridiculed. You're ridiculed by women. You're ridiculed by men. You're ridiculed by PTA moms. You're ridiculed by career women that don't have children. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And so the haters showed up in that process. And I was like, okay, wait a second. My cause is bigger than me. And so whenever I feel like I'm like, oh no, I don't know how to do this, I always remember in the front end and inside the subconscious, my cause is bigger than me. And so there's days that I still go, do I really have to wake up and do this again? Do I really have to put myself out there and feel exposed and feel like, oh my gosh, my story doesn't matter? And what I've noticed is that, like in my group, And the larger the group, and the larger the following, the larger the tribe, I've lost in suicide. And that pressure even becomes more the smaller I want to stay versus stepping up. Because then I get messages from daughters, and I get messages from sons saying, thank you, you gave me my mom for six more months. Thank you that my mom is no longer going back through drug rehab. Thank you that my mom is no longer going back to jail. Thank you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And so going to our event where we met, it was like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't prepared for all of this flood to come here. And how do I stand against that flood of saying, hey, give me more, give me more, give me more. And it comes back to, okay, I am a bigger cause here than just this little tiny voice like You know, I'm the oldest of seven kids. I come from a broken home. I got six kids and sometimes I lose my head and sometimes my horses aren't clean. And sometimes, you know, (laughs) but I just share that. And by sharing that opens up the doors for other people to say, you know what? I can be messy and gross. I mean, there's some days I like to be pretty, but there's some days I really don't. And it's okay.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. When I look at my Facebook videos from three, four years ago, I can tell how hard I was trying first of all. And, and I even like put on extra eye makeup or like did it extra dark just to like (laughs) feel like I could put myself out there like that. But at the same time, I was like sort of layering on a mask, Mm -hmm. you know, with the makeup so that I wasn't so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But as I kept going and kept and, and just kept sharing more. There were days that I was like, I haven't watched my hair in like three days, but I need to do a live video today. So here we go. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I was the opposite way. I was inside the boots and jeans and horses really didn't care if I was done up or not. And so I got very much inside the stigma of it's okay just to not be whatever. But then, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really nothing for my husband. I'm really nothing for my kids. I mean, just recently, my seven-year-old and 10-year-old, they're like, Mom, what are you doing to your face? And I'm like, oh my gosh, have you guys never seen? Like, I'm contouring. I saw it on YouTube. (laughs) And they're like, what is that? I'm like, it's called war paint. It's war paint, guys. (laughs) It's called war paint. And, you know, I have five boys at home. So people are like, oh my gosh, you know, my daughter came first and then I had all these boys. And so I don't have to be girly. But then I found out that when I wasn't a girl, I was losing me because that's the part of me that's like, you know what? I wanted to compete in track and I wanted to compete in soccer and I wanted to win. And so in life, I bring those same aspects. I want to win. I want other women to win. I mean, because when we win, we, bre- we press up higher. And that's what, you know, I always believe that someone has to be ahead of you. And I always believe someone has to be behind you. And if we can pull someone forward, as long as we're being dragged ahead, because sometimes it's scary. And some days I'm like, forget it, forget it, shut it all down. And then my husband's like, and then what, what do you do? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, and so you get to that point of when you answer yourself and saying, I don't know, or if you have someone that's behind the scenes that says, Hey, then what, what do you do? Then that gives you that check. sometimes you need to say you know what and that could be your mentor that could be you know just tapping in with danielle and say hey i don't know what to do anymore i don't know what to do and that is that point that you just give it up and say you know what please lead me forward and that can be hard when i first was like tapping into mentors that can be hard to say you know what i don't know and so i got to the point that i was plateaued and garrett has mentored with my husband before. And that's uh, 2015 for us. That's how long. And so I was like, hey, you finally opened up to women. Thanks. (sighs) I was sitting on the sidelines waving my hand. Yeah. Because I have this huge, massive group and I just don't know what to do anymore. And there's very few people that I entrust because it is hard to entrust who has like authenticity, who has integrity, who has morals. And so I have that code of standard. I mean, I even have like the black book inside my office to say, you know what, am I struggling today with me here or am I struggling with me here? And maybe that I haven't channeled in to listen to me and I haven't listened to, you know, everyone has their own spiritual. I call it my higher power. I call it God here. And I have to tap into here for me to find me. And normally it's when I'm growing. And so when you're growing. And you get that resistance feeling of what if, I mean, and this is what I talk about with my groups, if you get that feeling of what if I fail or what if I succeed, I mean, the fear of success can be just as bad as the fear of failure, which can be very um, two sides of the coin. I used to have that failure fear and now I've like plateaued out to here to that fear of success. Like what if I jump and all of this is like provided and that's what happened every time. It's always provided. I mean, the door opened up and Garrett White said, yes, I'll take on women. I was like, yes, it's about time. And then he's like, yep, now I'm done. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, wait a second. I know that's the crazy thing
0: about, about that program for me. I also felt like, okay, now I need more. And then there there's like nothing more for us after that. I would love to hear you share a bit more about Okay, let me just give you some backstory on this. So I just started doing live videos on Facebook before I really knew what I was doing, essentially. I just knew that like I had a thing that I was creating, I didn't know what it was, and I just started taking action on it. That was the only way I knew how to go forward. And Garrett, who was the lead trainer at the program, the marketing event that we went to, was actually a source of inspiration for me in that process, because I knew that that was sort of what he had done in the beginning. Like he just started putting it out there and testing to see what resonated, what did he feel called to say and what did people need to hear? And then before I knew it, I I had women asking me, women in chiropractic specifically asking me, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just turn on the camera and I start talking and sometimes I sound stupid and I just have to stop caring and I just keep going. And then I did a challenge that was free and it was five days and I walked other people through the process. And then I was already coaching other women in chiropractic before that, but then it was just like the whole thing exploded in a good way. And my business just really grew and took off. And I have forgotten over the last, that was two and a half years ago that that happened over the last two and a half years that there are still women sitting on the sidelines who are not sharing their message and that they're afraid to be visible. And I've assumed that, okay, everybody does that now. Like it's just normal to be on live video or have a podcast or to have a blog that you actually share with people who actually read it. My philosophy is like the longer you wait to get started, the more you're losing by waiting. And when I talk with women about this that are still, waiting to get started. It's like they're just stuck. Like they're looking for some other way or some other validation or something to to get started.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you get started? So, for me, the question of how do you get started is understand that you are not going to be friends with everyone the fear of rejection is huge. And like, for me as an empath, it's huge. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I could feel like maybe it's the comment or maybe I had to be okay that not everyone was going to be my friend. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big jump and hurdle. And what I did is I was like, you know what? Embrace the more people that are going to tell me, okay, well, that really sucked. Okay, so what sucked about it? And I had to differentiate the attack was it me that they're attacking or was it something I did that peaked something in them so I call it handing back luggage so if someone handed me something I could say oh is that my luggage and I could put it inside my box or is it that I have to give you it back because it doesn't belong to me and I did the same thing in massage therapy I would sit there and take care of a human and they're in that point for an hour and a half or with a horse for an hour and a half. And I would take in from the horse and whatever I needed to know about me, the horse was gonna show me. Was I confident? Was I going to be a leader? Was I present? Was I paying attention? Did I have my phone with me? Did I not have my phone with me? Did I have jewelry on? Did I not have jewelry on? All these things that I just stripped away, me and the horse that's it. Was that me that they were showing me that I needed to step up? Or did I have to come back down? Did I have to turn my side this way? Did I have to turn this way? So in that communication dialogue is the same thing with humans and humans are going to give you feedback and you can either a accept their feedback if it belongs to you or B give it back and giving it back meant sometimes the relationship was broken and that for a woman, the way that we're wired can be kind of funky to say, Oh my gosh, we're no longer friends. And now what? Yeah. And so a business partner that I had for seven years, I still have her because I still share her. Even though physically I don't touch her, I still have her. And because her is here. And so whether I saw her three years ago or whether I saw her two days ago, it's here, the memory. It's the, it's the holding here did we argue? We argued one time in seven years. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was riveting. But we knew that, hey, wait a second, we're doing this friction. There's friction here. How do we solve this? But I I really like when you're like, how to get started and how to move past that, understand that you're going to get handed stuff and it may have something to do with you. And then you sit there and go, okay, then maybe I need to fix my lighting. Or maybe I need to speak more clearly. Or maybe I need to Like, I used to not, like, talk with my hands. Well, I talk with my hands. And then I was like, gosh, I would sit here like this, and I'd be, like, frozen. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is not really fun. I really don't like this whatsoever.'" And then I stood up. So, like, I do a lot of, like, right now I'm sitting. But when I stand up is, like, when I'm having to teach something very compelling for someone to take action, and that's all standing. And, like, if I can conversate, then I can sit. But if I'm going to have to take an action movement, it's all standing. And so I got a taller desk. Because I used to be like, oh my gosh, no, I can't do that because what if I offend someone? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get bigger than just me, that my cause has to be bigger ahead of me. And, you know, I journal a lot. (laughs) It's been like my saving grace. I found some old journals that were actually in my uh, room here and I started reading some of them. And when you can go back and read that emotion feelings, then you can realize, you know what, look at how far I came to now. I mean, I was so mad that day, but I got over it. And so still some type of practice that you can look back and say, you know what? Because your mind, just like childbirth. I mean, if anyone inside this group has done childbirth, (laughs) lots of ladies, yes, (laughs) (laughs) you tend to forget like, oh my gosh, that could have been a painful experience. I mean, I delivered a nine, nine baby, no drugs. And I look back at that. I'm like huh, you know, he's 15 years old. He takes half my stuff all the time. He wears my flip-flops. And so with those things, life comes up. But when you can look back at something and you can say, gosh, you know, God gave me the grace and the faith to move forward and look at what I've achieved. And I love going back to read the moments. And sometimes I like to read just that moment to say, you know what, I've learned a lot from that point. Because videos are like one of those things, but I always look at like through the camera, through the camera is a lot more important than where I'm at right now. And I look back at some videos and I'm like, oh my heaven, no wonder no one could hear me because my volume was so low or any of these things that you learn and you progress, but at least start because you could be saving someone else's life, literally.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that, I think I had tapped into pretty early on, even though I didn't really know whose life I would be saving, or even if I really truly would, I just believed that it was possible. And women in professions like ours, massage therapy, chiropractic, acupuncture, all of our holistic healing professions, we are so needed now. Like there's so much, there's so many broken people in the world, emotionally, physically, mentally, all of it. And there's no reason why we can't all have practices as busy as we want them to be full of all the people, right? But hiding behind this shield is yep. what stops a lot of women from moving forward. And it's it's what you keyed in on that fear of people not liking you. If you put yourself out there, if you say something that's polarizing, for example, I've had this thought in my brain for a few days now that I'm like, I need to share this, but it feels scary to share it. So I've not made myself do it, but it's about a specific philosophy in my profession that chiropractic saves lives. I'll just share it now because why not? Chiropractic saves lives. And yes, maybe chiropractic care saves lives, but what we've done is we've taken that
1: philosophy and we've applied it to ourselves and said, I have to save people. I have to save people. Own it. And that's the big thing is that I think like introverts and empaths, we, we tend to get in the space of, okay, if I own that, then what does it mean to everyone else? Like, does it mean that they're no longer in my spot? And I think in standing up and owning, I am equipped with whatever it could be. I'm equipped with natural healing and I'm equipped with being able to help someone move forward. And inadvertently it saves their life and the generation that's waiting for them.
0: The balance here is to not though be the savior as Mm -hmm. spirit has trained into his community you're not a savior, you're you're a leader. And that's where I feel like we need to be more diligent. Like we we need to recognize that we have to first lead ourselves to be able to lead other people. Yep. And and Mm -hmm. doing some things that some people may not like, and that's really okay. Yep. Because we're not going to save everybody. We're going to lead the right people.
1: Yep. And the thing is, and that's just it, you know, inside the last two years of my group, it went from a huge page and then it broke off in different groups and all is what I was doing, like for me, and this is what I still do. And this is like a philosophy I live by meet your audience where they're at. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I have some gals that come off as like, gosh, they're just so strong. They're so everything. And then a post comes up and I'm like, well, there we go. The blind side and the blind side will come in to play especially on women that I never saw coming. And so I just remember my forefront, meet them where they're at. And I cannot pull until they're ready to go. And that is like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm a huge mama bear. and not the helicopter parent. Like some people are like the helicopter parent, but I'm the huge mama bear. Like even in soccer games, I'm like, please, you know, but it's not just my kid, it's all the kids, <laughs> you know? So I, I kind of go back to that thing of when you're inside that space of wanting to save someone else and if you are not leading, you've lost you. And that's a hard thing, I think, especially for moms, that you cannot fuel your kids to move if you aren't taking care of you. Yeah. And that's across the board. And so some women that say, okay, and I mean, Garrett mentioned this too, of if a mom is in that space of, you know, I'm going to be at home doing kids 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's not her gift, then it's going to be a frustration with children. And the children are going to learn that mom was frustrated versus mom was on pursuit. Yep. And being in that pursuit action, if that's where you're aligned to be, it is it's imperative that you're not only your kids see it, but you lead your own tribe forward.
0: Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being with me today. And I'm so glad after hearing that today was a significant anniversary for you in your life and in your journey that we were able to work out the tech issues and still have this conversation today because it just felt even more meaningful and impactful. If someone would like to connect with you and learn more about you and what you do, where's the best place for her to go?
1: Uh, Best place is on alphawarriorwomen.com. And that just gives everything, you know, our new stuff that is coming together. We'll be putting together a um, different programs and helping women actually emerge and go forward. And so it's really a, I work more so, one step out of suicide is what I call it. And whether it's that the emotional suicide or whether it's physical suicide, I mean that's really the audience I serve the most. And it's more so just helping serve where am I able to, to move forward? Awesome. Thank you again so much. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. You too. Yeah.
0: Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the women who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.